Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight of the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program. Plus recent episodes featuring the true story of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, the emerging field of regenerative medicine, and the mysterious site known as America's Stonehenge. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. David Brody is a leading researcher, lecturer in the field of the history of America before Columbus, former director of the New England Antiquities Research Association, and he has appeared frequently as a special guest on documentaries all over the History Channel, Travel Channel, PBS, Discovery. He is the author of a number of books, primarily historical fictional novels, and David is a graduate of Tufts University and Georgetown Law School. Welcome to Coast to Coast. David, good to have you on the show. Uh, great to be here. Thank you. And that's a great law school. Great <laughs> law school. <laughs> Thank you very much. So y- your books, fascinating, are not nonfiction, but they're pretty historical. They could be considered that. How did you put them into the fictional end? So uh, I heard once a great advice of it from somebody who said, write what you like to read. And I love to read um, historical fiction. You know, I like nothing more than to be educated while being entertained at the same time. And so that's the kind of book I try to write. Well, and you've done a good job. We we have uh, talked about Atlantis, geez, for as long as I can remember. And we've had a, a lot of different theories come up about where it is, what it is. The common denominator is everybody that comes on the program, they're all convinced it was real at one time before some kind of calamity or some horrible thing happened. How about you? So I came at this from the perspective of an attorney. You know, I, I like, to, I like to, to joke that as a lawyer, I don't normally care about things like the truth, okay? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but, but as, a, as a historical fiction writer, um, it's almost like the readers are my jury, and I need to be able to to present to them a compelling enough case to make them want to come along for the ride, to spend the money, spend the time on, on the book that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sell to them. And in this particular case, I honestly I sort of dove down the Atlantis rabbit hole, not thinking there would be enough hard evidence to really hang my hat on, not thinking there'd be enough there to actually write an entire novel about that had that, you know, not enough evidence, really. And I was actually surprised to find... There's not a lot of evidence in any one discipline. There's not a lot of geology. There's not a lot of anthropology. There's not a lot of archaeology. There's not a lot of history. But there are bits and pieces of evidence we can take from each of these disciplines. And doing that, cobble a pretty compelling case together that, yes, there was this ancient civilization out in the middle of the Atlantic around 12,000 years ago. It was advanced. It disappeared all of a sudden. But there are remnants of it. I call them echoes, the echoes of Atlantis that we can still sort of hear in the distance today and still go back and find evidence of. And again, I was, I was surprised to find enough, quote-unquote, hard evidence uh, to, to go ahead with this project. But, you know, here I am tonight and here we are. So I did find, uh, again, enough evidence to present to the jury. And the evidence that you present to the jury, would you get a conviction with it? I think so. I mean, it depends what the standard is. Is, is, it, is it beyond a reasonable doubt? Eh, maybe not. But is it, is it uh, uh, more likely than not? Yes, I think I can win that. I can win the, the civil case. I don't think I can put somebody in jail over it, and I definitely cannot get into the uh, you know, to, to murderer's role. But I can, I, can, I can win a case, I think, with it. Now, of let, co- let, let, the, let the listeners decide at the end of the two hours. You got that right. And we'll take phone calls. We'll find out. Now, one of the big historical 
directions for us about Atlantis came from Plato. Kind of explain for everybody, David, what Plato said. Yeah, so let's start with Plato. Obviously, he's one of the great thinkers of all time. And he said, he was, his, his source about Atlantis is uh, uh, Solon, which is one of his, his ancestors. And he specifically gives us a date, and this is what got me going on this. Solon was talking in 590 B.C., and Solon said 9,000 years ago, and we add that to, the, to today's present, 2017, and we end up with a date 11,600 years before present. And Plato said at that time there occurred violent earthquakes and floods, and in a single day and night of misfortune, the island of Atlantis disappeared in the depths of the sea. So again, he gives us a specific date 11,600 years ago. If you go and look at the, the historical record, the, the, the geological record, 11,600 years ago is a really important date. That's the exact end of the Younger Dryas period, and that's basically when the Ice Age ended. Some kind of cataclysmic event occurred 11,600 years ago that caused global temperatures to rise and got us out of the Ice Age. Well, that struck me as quite a coincidence that the exact date Plato gave was the same date the history and the science tells us something happened to Earth, some kind of cataclysmic event, perhaps an asteroid mm-hmm. or meteorite strike, that caused global temperatures to rise. We talk, he, Plato talked about earthquakes and floods, and that's exactly what would happen. So the date is either an amazingly fortuitous, lucky guess, or he was right, he was correct. So like, well, all right, that, you know, 11,600, that's a specific date. So looking more closely at what Plato said, he said very specifically that there was an island situated, this is Atlantis, in front of the Straits, which you call the Pillars of Hercules, in other words, the Straits of Gibraltar, on the way to the opposite continent, America, which surrounds the true ocean, the Atlantic. So he tells us very specifically that 11,600 years ago, this cataclysmic event occurred, and Atlantis sank to the bottom of the, basically the Atlantic, the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. I saw recently a, a special on the Discovery Channel, and, and uh, James Cameron and Simka Yakabuchi were looking for Atlantis all around them in the Mediterranean, and I, you know, I wanted to scream at the television. No, Plato tells us it's out in the middle of the Atlantic. And so that's where I began my research, the middle of the Atlantic, right where Plato tells us. Now, we don't know exactly what happened to it. Uh, it could have also been destruction from within, right? They could have had some kind of high technology that went awry? They could have, and yet the dates that coincide with... with uh, yes, definitely they could have. My personal theory is that it, it was some kind of external event. Yeah, same I event that brought, upon, brought about the the end of the Younger Dryas cooling period. And it was fast. Whatever happened, happened pretty darn fast, didn't it? Right. And so I theorize that however millions of people uh, were living in Atlanta at the time, that some of them fortuitously would have survived just because they were out on trade missions, they were already in boats, um, you know, maybe one-tenth of one percent of, of, of whoever was living on Atlantis at the time, again, being an advanced civilization, probably going out and trading, perhaps having trading colonies around the Atlantic Rim, that a few of them would have survived, and we'll, we'll get to this probably later in our conversation, but that there was this last gasp of advanced civilization, and we see evidence of that around 11,000 years ago. A few, you know, they would have tried to scratch and claw and keep their civilization going, we're unable to do that probably, but you would have, we should see some evidence of something happening around that time, a little burst of technology and advanced civilization before it sort of uh, burned out. Did some of these people have the capability 
to flee to another area of the planet? Yes. I, 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 when, I, when I think of the advanced civilization of Atlantis, I don't think about um, you know, where we are today. I don't think they were that advanced. No, they could have been. There's really no way of knowing. But I like to think of where the Roman Empire was, say, 2,000 years ago. They were very, very advanced by the standards of their day. They had uh, the ability to, to work with metals. They had uh, great navigational skills, great engineering skills. Again, way advanced compared to everybody around them. But I don't think they were flying. I don't think they were uh, splitting the atom. I don't think they were advanced by today's standards. But clearly, for standards of eleven or 12,000 years ago, way ahead of everybody else, else, way ahead of the hunter-gatherer societies, the cavemen that lived in other parts of the Earth. So to answer your question, yes, they, they were clearly navigating the seas, and they, some of them would clearly have had the ability to escape this cataclysmic event. Not a lot of them. Um, we also think there was a series of these events that had happened over the you know, thousands of years prior, and they probably had a little bit of warning that something was imminent and may have made some plans to, to have uh, the ability to seed a new colony with survivors or whatnot. But um, you know, we're, we're speculating here. There's just not, a, there's not enough evidence. And again, I like to joke that as a lawyer, you know, sometimes it's very liberating to be talking about something 12,000 years ago because there's no evidence at all to prove, my, prove me wrong, right or wrong. And in some ways, it's liberating. So we are speculating a little bit here, but we're trying to cobble together a story, play connect the dots with what evidence we do have, and, and, and here we are. Science doesn't seem to be jumping on the story of Atlantis. Why not? No, I, um, I, I think what we have is a situation where we have a lot of experts, and I started to mention this earlier. We have experts in, say, geology. And, and, and a geologist is not going to find enough evidence to prove Atlantis. We have experts in fine arts. That person's not going to find enough evidence to prove Atlantis. We have experts in archaeology. Same thing, not enough evidence. But if we have somebody who can take an interdisciplinary approach and take evidence from each of these different fields, um, DNA evidence also, uh, cartographic evidence, map evidence. There's enough from each of them that, again, a, a generalist, a liberal arts, and all, all your listeners who are sending their kids to college and saying, don't be liberal arts majors, once in a while it does pay off. You know, you have a sort of ability to, 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 to dabble in different fields. But a, a person like that, which is what I tried to do, can take evidence from different fields and, and again, cobble together a pretty compelling case. Well, they sure can. Now, let's talk about the possibilities of what might have happened to Atlantis and did it affect other regions of the planet or just Atlantis, in your opinion? So when, when, we, when we look at Atlantis, there should be evidence, um, not just from Plato, um, there should be evidence in other civilizations around the planet that this, A, that this, this, this civilization existed, and B, that this cataclysmic event occurred. So, again, looking at different disciplines, if we look at history, the Sumerians have a legend. You know, we, we were talking about what Plato remembers. Sumerians have a very similar legend. This is from about 3500 B.C. This is, you know, this is where civilization, quote-unquote, began, the Sumerian uh, civilization in, in, in Mesopotamia, in the, in the Fertile Crescent. They say, quote, before the stars were born, before people built great cities, the great mountain Atlen, A-T-L-E-N, it's the same root, shook and bled fiery blood. The land all around burned. Many animals and people died. That seems to be talking about a similar kind of cataclysmic event as, as Plato described. Sanskrit writings from ancient Egypt described a large island called Atala. 
again, that ATL route, off the western shore of Africa with many cities and advanced civilization, it burned and sank to the bottom of the Atlantic. Egyptian and Phoenician historians talk about the ancient god kings who ruled before the pharaohs in Egypt. They came from an advanced land to the west who were called Aletians. This is the A-L-T, not A-T-L route, but the same kind of route. So we have other historical sources from around the world that seem to remember a distant, advanced civilization that ended in some kind of cataclysmic event, and people did survive and flee. And in this particular case, from the Egyptian sources, perhaps became the ancient god kings of Egypt. Okay, now let's look at scenarios, possibilities. Earthquakes? Yes. Volcanoes? Yes. Asteroid? Probably the cause, yes. Um... What else, calamity-wise, could have happened to sink something of that kind of mass? So I, I think asteroid or meteorite, and that, again, that, that corresponds with, with what the, the record is. Uh, All right. And it must have hit the landmass, I would think. Maybe, but maybe not. If it hit, for example, there, there's one of the theories, if you, listen, if you read Graham Hancock's Magicians of the God. Yes, he believes it hits the north, uh, Canada, basically, the, 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 up in north of Oregon and Washington, Vancouver, that area. Such a such a massive impact would cause all sorts of things to happen. One of which would be you just have a, the tremors from the earth, the impact, and that would cause earthquakes and volcanoes. You would have the impact causing massive floods, but also the the energy release would cause warming and the ice caps to melt, and that would also cause the floods. And again, that corresponds with the end of the Ice Age. So an impact didn't have to be directly on Atlantis. It could have been any place really in the Western Hemisphere that would have caused a, a cascade effect across the Atlantic. Um, if we think about Atlantis being in the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, um, the northern tip of the Mid-Atlantic Ridge is Iceland. And anyone who knows anything about Iceland has been there knows it's, it's very um, active uh, volcanic and fault lines and whatnot. So that area of the Mid-Atlantic Ridge is unstable already. And so an impact, even not direct impact, would have, would have destabilized that area even further. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.